ranked by U.S. News & World Report among the top 10 rehabilitation hospitals in the nation, Shepherd Center specializes in medical treatment, research, and rehabilitation for people with spinal cord injury and brain injury. As a service to our community, we present Shepherd Center Radio with host Melanie Cole. Back pain can be debilitating and keep you from taking part in the activities that you enjoy. When back pain begins to interfere with your daily life, it might be time to see a physician to assess your pain. My guest today is Dr. Eric Shaw. He's an interventional pain management specialist and medical director of the Shepherd Spine and Pain Institute. Dr. Shaw, what are some of the most common causes of back pain that you see? The most common causes that we see, and we see patients that are obviously referred for more severe kinds of pains, are more severe degenerative disc disease, pinched nerve pain from the degenerative disc disease. And it's not really a disease, it's a condition. So the human body degenerates over time, and everyone that gets a little older notices a little bit more aches and pains, and that happens in your back too, in your neck. And so the the things that I would say on the more mild side, more muscular pain, stretch and strain injuries, um, there are little joints that interconnect the different levels of the spine called the facet joints, and those can be painful. Um, you can get spinal stenosis as uh, severe degenerative changes of the spine compress the nerves within the spinal canal, and that can send pain down the legs, um, both legs, and make it more difficult to stand and walk for long periods of time. So it's really a combination of everything that we see. Um, it just depends on the severity and the exam of the person. So how do you diagnose it when someone is referred to you? And since pain can be so subjective, what are some of the methods that you use to diagnose, including maybe even uh, an injection to diagnose really what's going on in there? Sure. So first and foremost, you take a history from the patient. You ask them what makes it better, worse, how they describe the pain, and how long it's been going on. You know, some um, if it's a new pain, it can be a fracture or um, could be sometimes a, a tumor um, that can kind of come on suddenly. If they were doing some physical activity and they had a pop in their back and pain going down the leg, that could be a herniated disc causing a pinched nerve. So first to start with a good history and make sure you understand there are other medical problems. And second, of course, is a good physical exam. See if they have any sensory changes, meaning changes in their feeling of their leg and their reflexes, as well as check their muscle strength throughout their, if we're talking about the low back and the legs, and then ask about bowel and bladder function and things that are more serious uh, like that. And then you, with, within that whole history, getting an idea of the physical exam, then you can kind of put together a picture of what's probably going on. You may need an x-ray. Sometimes you might need an MRI, but typically you can figure out most of the problems without um, excessive radiologic imaging. But sometimes you might at least need an x-ray. Um, to kind of figure it out. Sometimes we can do an epidural steroid, which is a very simple injection to do. I know a lot of people are maybe scared of it and think it's invasive, but it's really quite simple and can be quite helpful for many kinds of conditions um, of of the degenerative disc changes that occur in the spine, um, especially if you're having nerve pain down one or both legs. Um, Sometimes we can do a facet block, uh, which are those joints that I mentioned earlier, and we can either put steroid in the joint, just like you would do for degenerative arthritis of the knee or the hip, or we can do a nerve branch block to the nerves that go that supply sensation to the nerve to that joint, 
And then we can numb those up and see if that relieves the pain. And if it does, then we can come back later after appropriate diagnostic uh, criteria have been satisfied and um, perform something called a radiofrequency ablation where we destroy those nerves with heat. And that can keep the back pain away for 6 to 12 months or longer. Um, and so it's really important that the patient really takes advantage when they're feeling better from whatever interventions that we provide and really exercise and get stronger because maintaining flexibility of the buttock muscles, the hamstrings, the thigh muscles, as well as of the low back, as well as maintaining strength of what is called the core, and that includes the abdominal muscles, the lumbar spine muscles, the muscles around the hip area, the front of the thigh, the buttock area, and all that makes up the core and, and helps to take a lot of pressure off the spine. So if you're having back pain, sometimes pain is preventing you from getting stronger so that you can maintain good health. And if it is, then we, with these injections and other methods, whether it's medications or whatnot, can help to make the pain better. That's, But that's not really a long-term fix. The long-term fix is activity and strengthening. And that's what we really try to focus on is functional improvement. So then speak about functional improvement. When you speak about the core and you want people to strengthen their core and their lower back, what do you mean by that? And is that strictly physical therapy? Are there things that people can do on their own that you would like them to do to keep that good, strong back? Sure. The physical therapy is really only to get the patient started. Physical therapy, no insurance company is going to pay for it longer than 12 or maybe 18 visits. It's not indicated forever. It's indicated for short term to get the patient started, to teach them a home exercise program, to teach them the exercises that they can do to help themselves. And then they're really, even within the time course that the physical therapy is happening, when they're not at therapy, they're supposed to do their exercises at home. And then after physical therapy is completed, they can continue that exercise program and really work on strengthening those muscles. So we really concentrate on, especially for people with severe back pain, we concentrate on something called isometric strengthening. So iso meaning same, and metric Latin for distance. So the muscle's not not moving, but it's contracting. So if you're on your hands and knees and you stick your leg out behind you, your abdominal muscles and your lumbar muscles will contract to stabilize your body. And then you can stick the opposite arm out straight ahead of you like like Superman, but just on with one arm. And so that really activates those core muscles. That's a simple exercise that you can do um, at home, um, and you can certainly make it uh, a little harder doing a plank exercise or other things as you tolerate, but it's really important to to maintain those kinds of activities. And the isometric strengthening is much easier than concentric strengthening. Like if, you, if, if someone was to think about uh, lifting a dumbbell and doing a bicep curl, the elbow is moving, and so that muscle is shortening in length, so it's not... It's called a concentric because it's squeezing together. The muscle is not staying the same length. And so with, with these exercises that I'm talking about, the muscle is not contracting like you would with a sit-up or an abdominal crunch. The muscle is not, con- not squeezing together. It's contracting, but the length of the muscle is staying the same. And that's really much easier on the person. It actually serves to maintain very good strength over time, but it doesn't make the patient too bulky, which a lot of people don't necessarily want to be. So it maintains good strength. It's much easier on the spine, um, and it's a good way to get started with a home conditioning program. 
And now let's speak about medications for a minute because people hear about opioids for pain and they've heard about all the different anti-inflammatories on the market. And you mentioned an epidural steroid injection. Explain a little bit. And there's even antidepressants sometimes recommended for certain types of pain. Speak about where medications fit into this comprehensive picture of, of taking a good history and a good exercise program to strengthen. Where do medications fit in? Sure. So medications can be helpful for short term. And if they're really promoting functional improvement, I, meaning the patient is able to really get around and do more when they take the medications and they're really helpful We've tried a couple injections. We've maybe done physical therapy, and that hasn't really been of long-term benefit. And the patient really needs medications maybe to help in combination with the exercise program and everything else. We end up maybe periodic injections. But the medications really, when the patient takes them, they're able to get around, do more, be functional at home or at work, spend time with their family, and get out and do things. You know, if you're complaining of 8 out of 10 pain and you're sitting on the couch, you shouldn't be getting more pain medicines, right? Because there may be something more at play. Um, If your pain is well controlled with the medications and you're up and doing the things that are meaningful to you, then that's a good quality of life. And that's what we're really looking for. And sometimes we need to adjust the dose of the medication to optimize that. But a lot of times these medicines have limited benefit. And it's really important to ask those questions and to look at side effects and make sure actually the the quality of life is not actually worsening because opioids can sometimes through depression and the other effects that they have on the central nervous system, mostly the brain, actually worsen quality of life. So antidepressants can be beneficial. There's um, different ones on the market that work on different neurotransmitters, mostly the norepinephrine pathway, which can actually serve to improve pain. Um, Anti-inflammatories, my personal practice is that I don't typically use them that often because as we get older, especially over 50, 55, the risk of heart attack, stroke, kidney disease and a stomach bleed is quite high. Um, and it's not, and they, they, they do have long-term effects for people, but I'm not sure that long-term they're safe. And the FDA has a black box warning actually on every anti-inflammatory that's on the market specifically for those warnings. And so with caution at the appropriate doses, they can be helpful, um, but they also do carry their, their own amount of risk. So it's important to think about these things, ask the questions and be aware if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, then talk to your doctor about it immediately. Really, really good information. Dr. Shaw, wrap it up for us with what you would like listeners to know about what they can expect from a visit with a pain management specialist, just such as yourself, and what you want them to know about maintaining activity, keeping that good, strong back, and when you feel that they might need a referral to Shepherd Center. So, well, obviously, they have to live in and around the Atlanta area to come see the Shepherd Center. But um, first of all, exercise, keep your weight down, eat healthy, limit alcohol, limit sugars, try to be as active and healthy as you can be. If you have an injury or age-related changes that are really causing you to have a lot of pain, first and foremost, maybe physical therapy, maybe try some anti-inflammatories, maybe go see... Um, acupuncturist or massage and see how that works. If it's more serious and it's just not getting better, after a few months, probably it's time to seek expert help. And we take everybody from the age of 18 all the way up to 100 um, with all sorts of conditions. You do not have to have a spinal cord injury or brain injury to come see us in the pain center here. And so it's really, the expectation should be 
listen. The doctor should listen to you, understand what you're going through, understand how it's changed your functional quality of life, and then do anything that's appropriate to kind of examine what the cause of it is. And then if it's not a simple thing that can be easily remedied, then uh, we'd be happy to take the referral and see if we can help at all. Thank you so much, Dr. Shaw, for being with us today and sharing your expertise as an interventional pain management specialist. Thanks again. You're listening to Shepherd Center Radio. For more information on managing your chronic back pain, please go to shepherd.org. That's shepherd.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.